Hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode of the Transfer Portal CFB, presented by No Contact CFB. It's week six. I don't know how that happened. Uh, we're like speed simming through the season, and it's kind of terrible, but it's also amazing because there's seemingly college football every dang day, and it's really good and really fun, and I just can't wait to get into this week six slate. It's going to be so good. There's so many good games and storylines, so we can't wait to cover it all. Please, if you're on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Comment below, too, to stir the conversation. Let's get talking over there. Apple and Spotify, please follow us. Leave a five-star review if you think we're worthy of that. It's your call, though. Maybe we're not. But worthy of a five-star review might be our guest this week. Lucy Sports Jokes, who is so funny, killing it over on the TikToks. You know, the Zoomers love TikTok. It's really good to have you with us today. No, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to talk college football. And I'm sure you guys know I'm an Iowa fan. So this is going to be one of your most depressing episodes. Yeah, probably, probably true. And you can see the face Andrewster gave, but he's also in a depressed state because of his football team. Yeah, I'm just north, so this is fun. We're all having a bad time. We're all having a bad time. It's Big Ten West. We can't have anything. No, we should honestly just take a break, work on ourselves for a little bit, just take the rest of the year off, but someone's got to be the worst. Yeah, someone's got to be the best of the worst. USC and UCLA on top of the Big Ten West right now. We're also joined by Adam, as always. Good to have you on with us today, Adam. Yeah, it's good to be back. Ready to talk some football. Yeah, Texas is back, man. Good we are you. back. Oh, man. Let's just get straight into it with what's like the best or most interesting storyline that you're looking for in this enticing week six? So you gave me this prompt. I will be honest, I didn't answer it. It is not the best. It is not the most interesting, but it is the one that I care about the most. And that is... Texas A&M Bama, not because I think that's going to be a good game. Absolutely not. Crap. No, thank you. However, we are so close to seeing Jimbo get a $95 million check. And if this game goes the way I think it will, that could happen this week, which is just an absurd thing to think about. So I will be watching so closely for those oil money men to start getting their checkbooks out to say goodbye to good old Jimbo. Yeah, it would fit the the trend of getting one college or this past weekend it was two college fires uh, on Sundays. So that's going to be very interesting because that game's not going to be fun to watch if you're an A&M fan. Sorry, Jake. But you also did me dirty in your article. So now we're even. I'm going to go to another game that's not the best. It's not the most interesting. North Carolina, you are Ugh. quite literally the opposite of Iowa. You have no defense, but your offense is stellar. it's so fun to watch. I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but then you have to play Miami. Now Miami, one of the preseason public favorite teams to watch, you know, Miami's back. They were with the whole Texas is back crowd. They had Mario Cristobal. A lot of people are high on Tyler Van Dyke. I will say I was on that train as well, but man, you guys suck. Your offense is anemic. What Josh Gaddis did bringing that offense. He ran at Michigan. It just does not work at Miami. That's not the type of offense they need to be running. Watching this game is going to be like we had that game last two weeks ago, I believe, North Carolina versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame's offense found a way to score like 40 plus points on North Carolina's defense. That's saying how bad their defense is. I want to know, can Miami put up points on a power five team? I, I don't know because they scored nine against Texas A&M. A&M's got a, a wrecking crew defense, but 
I don't know with this Miami offense, man. Well, there's a defense to do it against. It's Carolinas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love to see in the Iowa North Carolina bowl game. Let's just no. speak that into existence. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it at the Mayo Bowl, too. Why not? Oh, I'd go to that game. I told myself I wouldn't see another Iowa game in person unless they play Carolina. I would go. Kirk Ferentz getting Mayo dumped on him might be the funniest thing that would happen this year. <laughs> he would, Kirk is like boring. He would absolutely be like, no, you're not doing that. You're not doing that. He just lets them do it. Yeah, no, let Brian do it. He's got all that hair gel in there. It'll just slide right off. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Um, for Bye, me, uh, you know, it's a lot of good games. My heart wanted to pick Texas versus Oklahoma. You got the you got Pac-12, you know, up and running, but it just has to be Kansas college game day going to Kansas versus TCU. I mean, what Kansas has done is honestly, it's it's amazing. It I know y'all might not watch soccer, but it reminds me of the time when Leicester City won the Premier League. Um yeah. you just think like eventually Kansas is gonna go back to being Kansas, right? Eventually, and for whatever reason. Nobody can beat them. So I, 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 hope, I hope they keep going. I hope they win the – well, I don't hope they win the Big 12. That's a lot. <laughs> Only one team will win the Big 12. But I hope they win until they play Texas. So that's what I'm be looking forward to. That was a crazy slip-up from, from a Texas <laughs> I, I, I almost had it. I almost, I almost got banned. I'm going to take the banner down. Oh, my. Well, okay. So I kind of agree with Lucy here. I didn't go with, like, an actual good – storyline or anything i went with the funny one the game is terrible it's colorado state and it's nevada yuck (laughs) this game is so bad but the nevada fans on friday night are going to boo colorado state hc jay norvell so hard it's going to be so good to see this game between two horrific mountain west teams absolute bottom feeders but the game, the storyline is all about Jay Norvell. If this guy manages to take a, what I believe to be a downgrade in his head coaching gig, he took a downgrade. If he starts 0-5 and loses to the team that he deserted and left into it like the absolute gutter, we got to have some conversations, Jay. Like This is absolutely embarrassing if you start 0-5 at CSU. He's an Iowa guy. We don't claim him right now, though. <laughs> it's, no, it's not a lot of Iowa guys getting claimed this season in 2022. That's hurtful, but true, but still hurtful. Even not getting claimed would be Colorado, their former HC, and Wisconsin, their former HC, because Darrell and Chris are both up on out there. And what we're going to do right now, after those teams can their HCs, we're just going to predict or maybe say who we want to see be their next head coaches. So yeah, Wisconsin, I think their, their interim guy, Jim Leonard, he's the next head coach. I, I genuinely think he's one of the best coordinators in football. He was always going to be next in line. Um, and I think it was a smart move to get rid of Chris when they did, because I think his name was getting thrown around with the Nebraska job and all these other openings. I think Jim Leonard's going to be the next head coach at Wisconsin um, for Colorado. Did I pick the best head coach available? Absolutely not. Did I pick what I think the dumbest hire is going to be? Yes, because that is what Colorado will do. They will make the dumb choice. So let me introduce Colorado's new head coach, Tom Herman. Yes. Oh my God. yes. It's so stupid that they will do it and it makes sense. And I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, believe they would make that hire. 
I, I now want that. I don't even want to say what I have for Colorado because <laughs> I, I just want it to be Tom Herman. Uh, for Colorado, I don't think they're going to make an amazing hire because I don't think any coach with a brain wants to go to Colorado right now. I think that if you're looking for a good hire, Alex Golish from Tennessee, that would be a great hire for them. He did you know, amazing things at Iowa State. He brought in a lot of talented guys. Obviously, what he's doing at Tennessee right now for offense is insane. For Wisconsin, though, I agree it's Jim Leonard. If they're going to look at any other person, if Jim Leonard doesn't have the um, most amazing interim season ever, Lance Leipold used to coach at UW-Whitewater, was an amazing head coach there, won numerous national titles. I think if Lance Leipold gets a phone call from Wisconsin, maybe he's like, Nebraska's cool. I'll probably get more money there. But Wisconsin, like that, that's home. That's home. He used to coach in the state. If it's not one of those two guys, I, as a Minnesota fan, I will laugh until my larynx blows up. Like if they, for some reason, hired Bill O'Brien, I don't think I would ever stop laughing. That's a Nebraska hire. <laughs> it is. Oh, Bill O'Brien's the worst. Really? You think yes. the guy who made the Hopkins trades the worst? Yeah, <laughs> uh, for me, for Colorado, um, I actually thought about Tom Herman for a little bit there. No way. Been, I did. I did. I thought about it. Like, you know, they, they, they need some juice. He would definitely bring it one way or another. But I went with uh, Baylor's offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. Um, I think what he's been able to do at Baylor has been amazing, especially with the lack of talent that they've had. He's um, really turned that offense around paired with Dave Aranda, obviously, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere anytime soon. For Wisconsin, um, y'all both touched on him. Lance from Wisconsin, obvious choice. Um, but he's going he's gonna to be able to pick wherever he wants to go next year. And then, obviously, Leonard, um, I think he should get the job. It's kind of what he wanted. He, he, he offered the Packers a Packers yeah. job, wasn't he? He turned it down to stay at Wisconsin for this reason. So, it's kind of set in stone. Um, another option I would kind of like to see is Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Um, he's been there for a while. Might be a time to maybe do something new. Big 12 is kind of falling off. Maybe a little upgrade, but I think I think it's, I think it's Leonard's job to lose. Yeah, I mean, I'd be absolutely stunned if it's not Leonard. Like, I get Lance, too, and everything, but Jim's been waiting for this job very much since he was born like this is his job just give it to him hand him the keys let him turn the program back around and i'm for colorado don't turn the program back around sorry we're all big 10 west people i forgot i'm still not used to it you know we're still in la and the pac-12 but i went i went with the west coast guy for the colorado job who's the office coordinator at rice right now is a legend at washington I went with Marcus Tuiasosopo. I think he's doing real good things at Rice. And for Colorado, you just need to find some sort of, you know, positive energy. Tuiasosopo, maybe we'll be able to figure that out on the offensive side as there's going to be a significant rebuild that needs to be done there. Just have some fun on the offensive side of the ball. Let Marcus Tuiasosopo cook, and let's see if he can do anything good. He, he's coached at Washington, UCLA, USC, and Cal before. He knows the West Coast well. I know you're in the mountain region and everything, but – to be honest, up as a young, bright mind. Give him a go. I think you all made great choices for good potential head coaches, but I think you all neglected the fact that Colorado is stupid, and that is what you <laughs> have to remember. They hired Carl Durrell straight up because he had a vacation home in Colorado. You guys are not giving them enough credit for how dumb they are, but those were all very yeah. smart answers. 
they are not that smart. They're smoking weed up in Boulder. They're having a good time. Academic school now. Yeah, we definitely did not go the Tom Herman route, and that's that's poor on <laughs> our behalf, Andrew and Adam. We should have. We should have. Uh, I still like Tom Herman. We should have oh, had Bill O'Brien's and our like Kellen Moore. Rex Ryan would have been a fun hire. Why didn't you say Rex Ryan? <laughs> well, he's doing the Amazing Race now. He's he's a little busy. Yeah. Colorado football is the Amazing Race now. <laughs> it's the Amazing Race at the bottom of the dead conference. <laughs> Oh man, Rex Ryan's Carl head coaching job uh, might be a lot longer lived than his amazing race stint. But we've got to go into more of the week six focus. What team has the most to gain and who has the most to lose on uh, well, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday? I went with a literal answer here, kind of playing off my first answer. The most to gain is Jimbo Fisher. He's got $95 million on the line, and the most to lose is Texas A&M boosters. I mean, if we're just – I read it as is, and that is the correct question. This week has a lot of, like – I don't think there's any genuinely super high stakes. The only other answer I would give is Louisville Scott Satterfield has a lot to gain this weekend if he loses. Um, so went very literal with my answers there. <laughs> also, sorry, we can't re- forget that Jimbo said he was going vegan if he beat Alabama, and he clearly never honored that. So what's happening to A&M this year is, and, and what's happening to Jimbo and his prop, like, it's very warranted. He made us a promise and didn't fulfill it. What can I say? Some people think they're a god and they can walk on water. Yeah, now that I'm looking at the gain and lose, I'm now realizing, well, if Scott Satterfield loses, yeah, he becomes a very rich man. So I don't know if he really loses. Uh, to gain, I've Steve Sarkeesian. It's a down Oklahoma team. Texas, over the last 10 years, sorry, Adam, has not done amazing against Oklahoma. This is their best chance. They're seven and a half point favorites. They should murder Oklahoma. An Oklahoma team that can't tackle, we're usually saying that about both teams. Texas actually has a half-decent defense. If Quinn Ewers plays, they should murder Oklahoma. And Steve Sark- Steve starts – I can't talk right now, man. Steve, Sark. Sark. Breathe. Sark. Breathe, brother. Sark. I, I'm reading my notes, and I still can't read. Sark has a lot to gain because he will give this Texas team morale in a Big 12. We know quite literally nothing about who's the favorite. Oklahoma State looks good. TCU looks good. Kansas. Never thought I'd say Kansas and Big 12 title game in the same sentence ever in my life. And then to lose, technically I have Scott Satterfield because he could lose his job. UVA is disgusting. I'll talk about them more later. But Louisville is also just one of the more depressing teams to watch because they have a dynamic playmaker, Malik Cunningham, and they just don't know how to put him in the best situation. When you, you do see him in the best situation, they're murdering teams like USF. Now you should be doing that no matter where you are. But he just has so much talent and they just don't really use him properly they don't give him the best players on the outside they don't know how to use anybody if scott satterfield loses to uva a team that is in the dumps right now you know what congratulations man you're a lot richer than i'll ever be well andrew i don't you know we're beating oklahoma so we're good there change your pick well what, what, what do you mean i said you guys have the most to gain that's a good thing i'm just saying you know yeah I, I would hope you beat Oklahoma. They suck. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, my I kind of follow Lucy. My most of gain is also Jimbo. 
I feel like he's in a win-win situation. Um, if you want to keep your job for whatever reason, you beat Alabama, you're good. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna care, right? We saw that's a that's that's their Super Bowl apparently over there. Um, is he gonna do that with Haynes King and Max Johnson? Probably not. Um, I want to throw out Wegman. Wegman can't say his name. It, if he loses, they get destroyed. He gets a $95 paycheck to not work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. $95 <laughs> might I not said be worth. Million. No, you did not. Nope. You, said, oh, you well. said $95. He's, he's, he's worth $95 what he's coaching right now, but he'll get $95 million to not coach, not work for a little bit. So he's in a win-win situation for me, depending on what he wants to do. Most to lose, I went with – my beloved University of Houston Cougars and Dana Hogerson um, has not been good. They're two and three going into the Big Twelve. You got to you got to turn it around, or the, I think the ship's going to start sinking, and you're going to start seeing people get fired. So against Memphis, Memphis is four and one. They're not a bad team. It's a good way to kind of build some momentum. Friday night, it's kind of a rivalry game too. So figure it out. Yeah, I mean, knowing Houston, they'll probably go to OT, take ball first, and then lose after that. <laughs> oh, but, hey, you never know, man. For, for, see, I didn't go with the coach for my winner, like the most of the game thing. The winner of the San Jose State-UNLV game, they're going to have a direct path to win the West Division and make it to the Mountain West title game. That's unbelievable to think about. I know San Jose State was great in 2020, UNLV has not been good since like the Dust Bowl. This is unreal that they're in this position. Shout out UNLV for what they're doing in a very weak Mount West. And then, yeah, Scott Satterfield, like you have the most lose. Andrews and I have talked about this game. We have circled this game on our calendars for a month and said, yo, you, okay, we didn't actually think you would lose to Boston College, but you did. Now you lose to UVA, you're up on out there, you start two and four. 0-4 in ACC play, and, and it's coming against this dreadful UVA team where Tony Elliott, Andrew Stris said he's given them the label of a one-and-done like it's college basketball, and Tony should be up on out there from UVA. You lose this game, Scott. Yikers. Just a massive yikes. I don't know what else to say, man. We'll move on to the game that we're most looking forward to watching. Maybe it's a sickos game. Maybe it's an actual good game. Yeah, so after flying to Iowa City to see Iowa-Michigan, um, I did a real good game because that's what I deserve. Um, I have had enough sicko football this year to last me for the rest of my life. Um, if I could not watch an Iowa game again, please. So with a game that I think has a lot of chaotic energy and I actually think is going to be a good game, and I'm kind of disgusted to say an ACC game, but it's Florida State, NC State. I think there's a lot of chaotic energy here. Both teams coming off a loss. I've been so impressed with Mike Norvell this season. NC State, I think, is like on the verge of the NC State collapse. And I want to see that happen. So that is my game that I'm excited to watch this weekend. And both teams are coming off losses against very good teams in the ACC. So this is going to essentially decide, hey, are we going to have that full-on collapse that you're talking about? Or are we not, not that bad? Because that's what the ACC is. It's exactly Clemson. Clemson's very good. Wake Forest is very good. Then there's a lot of not that bad. Do you guys really think Clemson's very good? I I do. I do. Actually, I actually do. I think their pass rushing is just so scary, and the fact that they've won these two games with so many like key players missing has been pretty impressive. But 
like they 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 have the best resume out of anyone right now with those two wins. It's kind of sad to say, but I'm out. I don't believe in Clemson. I do think it is possible with that offensive scheme. We do see something because I, I don't want to rant about offensive schemes for 15 minutes. I'll From do the that ice age. Time. <laughs> yeah, then Pitt. Yuck. Uh, I'm going to go to two offenses I actually like watching. Going from the east to the west coast, Utah traveling to the Rose Bowl to play in in front of probably about 27 fans. It's going to be an electric atmosphere there. And this is probably going to have some of the most ramifications for the Pac-12 outside of the USC traveling to Utah. I want to say, is that next week or is that in two weeks? Next week. Utah's got a heck of a stretch. UCLA is playing very well. They just beat a Washington team that has been very prolific on offense with Panics and DeBoer. Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's playing very freaking well. He's like Bo Nix, except he doesn't dip down every four weeks and have a four interception game. He just has those highs, a little bit lows, but he's a great quarterback. Utah, ever since they lost to Florida, they're a freaking battering ram. They have murdered everybody that they've faced. I think they come into this game with a lot of momentum. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch if you're a Pac-12 fan or even a college football fan. If you were high on Utah going into the year thinking that they're going to you know, get into that playoff, which they definitely still can if they win their next few games. Dude, I know it's like October and it's like spooky season and all that, but you've said the word murder like 12 times today. It's <laughs> kind of nuts. Yeah, that that is interesting. He's a very angry person this week, you know? I'm very aggressive right now. (laughs) Chose violence. Me too. Look, when when you lose to Purdue on homecoming, I'm a little angry. Oh, you lost on homecoming? You have to explain that feeling to me. I know that feeling. Adam, losing a homecoming game is not new for us. We lost to Bowling Green last year on homecoming. Oh. We beat Bowling Green. Shut up. <laughs> I, I did. I do want to like say though, like straight up, I knew y'all were cooked when you DM'd us and were like, oh, there was trouble with the security. And like, I'm sitting in the fourth row. The vibes were off. Like if Andrewster's not in the first row in the student section, y'all are so cooked. Look, man, sorry. Security wanted to search my wallet thinking I had alcohol in it. It's a freaking wallet. Just, just a few $5 bills. <laughs> okay um mine kind of obvious i picked the red river rivalry um never disappoints going to the game being the cotton bowl it's gonna be hot but we'll be there be watching my longhorns um i'm excited because hopefully quinn ewers plays i feel like we were kind of i want i want to say robbed of him but i'm curious to see i think he has a lot of high expectations because he had that stellar 10 minutes against alabama and people are going to think he's going to come out and just light it up. And that's a lot of pressure. So if he plays, I want to see how he you know, answers that because there's no other bigger game for Texas than Oklahoma. You, ta- you talked about – do you mind if I just comment on this real quick? You said it's going to be hot in the Cotton Bowl. That, would that make the Cotton Bowl? Oh, no. Kick him Thanks out. me on, guys. I'm going to head out. I'm, I'm, I'm the host, Andrew. I'm the host. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you get one. that's bad, Andrew. Okay, sorry. I, I have to make a pun every show. For you to use your one on that, though, yeah, like, that, there had to be It's not supposed to be good. That. It wasn't even natural, though. Like, you interrupted Liam. It wasn't even, like... <laughs> which makes it even worse, which makes it funnier yeah. for me. 
hey man if that's what you want to use your one on go ahead there might be something better in like 17 and a half minutes that you could use on i am really looking forward to that florida state nc state game and just seeing how jared verse and that defense play against Devin larry and the offense who have terrible pass catchers but I'll just give you another one. Why not? Nebraska Rutgers on Friday night. Sickos. Yeah. Let's just go for it. Everyone said good games. This is a Friday night game. Aaron Judge won't be swinging the bat on this Fox Sports <laughs> 1 broadcast. This is something we could all look forward to. There's going to be punts. There's going to be turnovers. There's going to be a safety maybe. Let's maybe. Just look out for it. Maybe it could happen. I, I won't be surprised if we see a fake punt pass. Like, this, this is going to be a fun sickos game. Let's go. I love it. It's disgusting. And they're never going to fake punt pass. Like, I just I ruined my reputation with that call. That's never No, it's going to be a fake punt run, man. Come on. Yeah, and, and the punter is going to get chewed out after for doing this <laughs> own thing. Awful, awful choice. You know, since we have Lucy on today, we do need to actually – Maybe look away instead of putting your eyes on the Iowa offense, but let's talk some offense. What's the offense that you have the most fun watching and then the one that you have the least fun watching other than Iowa? Well, thank you for bringing up Iowa's offense. It's, mm-hmm. I'm always happy to talk about it. Always so happy. Um, Kansas is my favorite offense to watch. Maybe it's just because they're like America's sweetheart and they're just like my darling team. But Jalen Daniels has been electric this season. We'll take out the Iowa State game. We're not going to count that. But before that, I had a blast watching Kansas. I think their scheme's kind of funky and I like it. So Kansas is my favorite offense to watch. Um, My least favorite offense to watch. um, I don't know why you would even suggest Iowa is that. I don't know what you're talking about there. Um, I'm just going to go honorary Northwestern and Wisconsin to give the Big Ten West the love they deserve. I don't know how it's possible that they, not Wisconsin, but at least Northwestern's offense is like as bad as Iowa's. Wisconsin, they look pretty shitty against Illinois. So, yeah, just a big Big Ten West propaganda show. Don't enjoy it but I do. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. It's like a weird little sicko type of, I'm not proud of it. The worst brand of football, the big 10. All right. Shut your mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. And basketball. I said it. Look, man. Okay. Basketball. I can't disagree. Look, man, are you not a fan of special teams? I mean, we punt more than any division in football. We are Pat McAfee's favorite division in football. On four down in your own 13. You've never watched a 6-4 game, and it shows. It shows. Wow. It's – no, man. I, I don't know. You know, you can have your 65-45 shootout. We we want our defense. And that's something you guys haven't had in years. Uh, I'm going to – I'm sorry, man. That was a little too harsh. Uh, I, I talked about Tennessee a little bit earlier. I just love Tennessee's offense. Hendon Hooker is a Heisman candidate. You know, Cedric Tillman, get better soon. You're a dynamic wide receiver. They also just have one of the fastest paces of play in the country. Just so fun to watch Tennessee be good. I think it's amazing for the sport. They have one of the best atmospheres. And when they can score at will, super fun to watch at Neyland. And then for the the worst, Liam already talked about it. Tony Elliott, Virginia, and, and Virginia Tech. I'm going to throw y'all in this too because the state of Virginia, man, the Power 5 teams, that freaking state suck. Your offenses are disgusting. Virginia Tech got Grant Wells from Marshall, and he throws, it seems like, three picks every game. It's just not fun to watch. And Virginia, you play – I'm going to bring up the Syracuse game. Syracuse was probably your best offensive performance of the year. You got four turnovers from the Orange and scored like 20 points. 
that, that offense, what you did to Brandon Armstrong, what you did to Dontavion Wicks, that offensive scheme, you turned Brandon Armstrong, who last year was one of the statistically best performing quarterbacks in the country, and you turned him into like the lowest of lows that we've seen for DJ Oyunglele. It's sad, it's oh. sick, and I, I want to puke my eyes out when I watch that team. It's, it's what Tony Elliott has done for the Ginger Nation brand with Brennan has not been good for us. It's sad, man. It's sad. It's bad football. And it's not good, bad football. There's good, bad football. That's bad, bad football. All right. For me, my best, um, I was torn in between USC because I love watching Caleb Williams. I think he just makes the game look so easy. Jordan Addison is insane. Mario Williams that. That whole offense is just rolling, of course, with Lincoln Riley. And then, obviously, TCU, speed, 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 speed. Everybody loves speed. And then for my worst, um, it was tough. I was going to pick Texas A&M, but I actually like watching them be bad. So it works for me. So I went with Colorado for obvious reasons. Soon to be coached by Tom Herman. Soon to so be coached by Tom they, Herman. Yeah, they definitely won't be on that. Uh, <laughs> That'll be my Pac-12 office. team when he goes over there. Maybe back to the Big 12s. <laughs> oh, man. For for the fun, off, like, I'll admit it. I'll say it's USC. The version of Caleb Williams that we're getting is arguably the most exciting quarterback in the country. They're on the fact they have the WR1 in Jordan Addison. They have a superhero, WR2 in Mario Williams, and an effective run game. There is so much fun to watch. Uh, they'll throw bombs and stuff, and they'll bomb you deep and everything. But when you get to see Caleb moving around in the pocket and out of the pocket and just making plays with, with his legs, incredible throws that he makes – it's a joy to watch, and it doesn't matter who you root for. It's very easy to like watching that SC offense. Now, instead of choosing, like, one of the offenses that I've laughed at for months on end um, that has a prehistoric scheme that's set up for 11 stegosauruses, the anemic offenses in the Mountain West, Colorado State, New Mexico, Hawaii, Nevada, San Diego State, you're all dreadful to watch. I, I don't know how I didn't say San Diego State. It's just... You don't like watching better than Hendon Hooker, Mr. Braxton Burmeister? Whoever thought that it was a good idea. You know what? Let's get Braxton Burmeister in from the transfer portal, and let's bring him in to be our quarterback. Pretty much every analytic says he's been the worst quarterback in the group of five. And to be frank, I don't know how he's not worse than the worst. I think it's great, too, because you don't need analytics to tell you that when we have these <laughs> things and could just we've been watching Braxton play, and he ain't it, Chief. He stinks. Someone tell Justin Fuente. Oh, don't don't check in on him. Let him do his thing. It's, He's it's rich. Like, yeah. Well, let's talk Heisman winner. We're a month into the season. We've got to predict who's going to win the Heisman. Or maybe who you think is most deserving of it now. Words are tough. Heisman, the voters stink. We're voting now. Yeah, this one should be everyone's answer. There's only one correct answer, and that is Iowa punter Tory Taylor. The man is a machine. There's no other right answer. He's the most – Iowa should bring him out on first down. It's bad that we have our best weapon on the bench. He is amazing. Yeah, uh, if this was any year for a punter to win it, it would probably be Tory Taylor. But I'm going to go to a guy who doesn't get enough love because his team around him, especially his defense, is not that good. I'm not going to say Caleb Williams. I'm not going to say CJ Stroud. I'm not going to say Bryce Young. I'm going to say a guy who is sixth in passing yards, tied for first in passing touchdowns, only has one pick. 90.6. Spencer, 
close, very close. He was just a little bit shy. Nate Cox. <laughs> no. 90.6 QBR, good for fourth in the country. 255 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. If his team finds a way to go 10-2 or 9-3, he's going to find his way in New York. Mr. Drake May. I'm sorry, did you just say you think UNC could go? <laughs> I said if they found their way, if they found their way, they're not going to do it. But if they somehow found their way, if Gene Chizik decided, you know what, I'm going to start coaching, it's possible. It's probably not, but I, let me be hopeful. No, no, I like it your- is not. It is such <laughs> a not. not. That was a really good pick, Andrew. Yeah. I think we might have maybe should have gone with Petrus though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those sound like the exact same stats to me. Yeah. So um, initially I was going to, I think it's Caleb Williams. Um, but I think Jalen Daniels has a shot if Kansas can win three more games. They win three more games. I think that he is no way, is, is criminal if he doesn't at least get an invite. What if he, like, throws an average of five-and-a-half interceptions in their last four games, though? Well, okay. okay. He, he, he can't be ass, but... Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry he's ruining your fun, Adam. It's just be, not fair to you. He can't be yeah, ass. All right, all right. Hey, I mean... I'm going with Jalen Daniels. I like it. I like it. I, I don't even hate the Drake May pick as, like, a super sleeper or whatever, but I kind of went with, like chalk i guess like right now it's hendon hooker or will anderson for me without hendon we'd never talk about this walls team as a top 10 team he's why they're here as far as the absolute star that's hendon hooker goes tennessee goes so we'll see how that goes and then will anderson is off to a better start than he was last year when he got robbed of the heisman in 2021 he's going to continue to dominate He's already at a pick six to the stat line. You know these voters who don't actually watch the sport and see little Will Anderson, little Will Anderson, gigantic Will Anderson with one interception, one touchdown next to his name on sports reference. Their mind is blown. They're like, well, this guy could do it all. That's good for him. Season's end, though, I think it will be between Caleb Williams and like Shane Ellingworth. I, I, I'm going to go with Caleb Williams to win at the end of the season. Solid pick. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. As we go into our next topic, we'll make a hot take or a bold prediction. Something something wild goes down like eh, all the time in the sport. What's, what's going on? So I'm going to go, let's see. Hot take. I'm going to say if Oklahoma loses to Texas, this is Brett Venable's only year as Oklahoma's head coach. Um, hot take there is because I think we all forgot that Brett Venables got forced out before and we were just like, cool, let's just pretend that never happened and bring him back. No shit. Oklahoma's defense is the same as it was on his last year where they were good. They didn't want him there in the first place. They're just pretending because they were so hurt by Lincoln Riley. I think it'll be a quick turnaround there. All right. So was that my hot take or bold prediction? Whatever the other one is. Um, I'm going to go Illinois beats Iowa. And I know that doesn't sound like a bold prediction, but it's been like, I don't know, like six, seven years in a row since that's happened. Um, and that's huge because it's Brett Bielema's, excuse me, Burt Bielema's revenge tour. I love coach Burt, man. It's just, what a, what a guy, what a guy. Rank I'm, Illinois. 
Okay, let's not. All right, <laughs> no, let's no, not no, go that no. far. Okay, let's let's right. chill, Liam. Let's chill. Let's chill. We said hot take, right. not disgusting. Sorry. Not, <laughs> not safe for young viewers. Sorry. All right, I'm gonna go out west. I love this team. I love this team so much. I love their quarterback. I love their defense. I love their skill positions. I love their coach. The Washington State Cougars are not just gonna, you know, cover that spread, 13 points. They're gonna beat the USC Trojans. They're gonna beat them. USC like cannot that. play defense. The, not USC is them. not going to. I, no, because Washington will win by like eight. USC, if you get murdered, you have to lose by three possessions. I'm going to say Washington State wins by eight. It's a solid 28-20 game. USC is going to have struggles playing against that Washington State physical defense. Well, what, when's the last time USC played a physical defense? When they put up, what, 17 against Oregon State? Washington State has a much better offense, in my opinion, than Oregon State. This game, it's at the Coliseum, and there's going to be some sparks flying. It's just not going to be from the Trojans. Well, that would uh, ruin Liam's Heisman cho- choice. So. I'm okay with that. Of course you would be, UCLA. Unbiased, I'm okay with that. <laughs> My hot take was that either one of Jimbo Fisher or Dana Holgerson will be looking for a job on Sunday. I don't know which one. One of them will be. And I also think that Texas Tech is going to be Oklahoma State. That's a, that's a good one in the Big 12. And I think you can take that one to the bank. Take it to the bank? Take it to the bank. That's a heck of a call. I'm kind of with it for more chaos in the Big 12, but that'd be crazy. Uh, I'd be, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. I also went with an upset. Um, look, South Carolina hasn't been good at all, but honestly, who cares? Because Kentucky's extremely, extremely overrated. South Carolina could shock the college football world against this massively overrated Kentucky team. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think South Carolina will pull off the road upset. This might be a good game from Spencer Rattler. Probably not. Probably throw some terrible interceptions. That's what he does. But at the end of the day, South Carolina and Shane Beamer pull off the road upset and send Kentucky to the shadow realm where overrated teams live after they become unranked. That's where Kentucky's headed. South Carolina has always got one wild game in them, so. <laughs> but the cock commander cook. Let's go. Uh, Liam, do you still think Spencer Rattler can be better than Hendon Hooker? No, and oh. I hate the fact that that video <laughs> exists. I hate that I get reminded of it by my brain every three and a half days. I hate that that video ever went out. I hate that I ever said, yeah, man, you take Hendon Hooker, I'll take... I don't know, Spencer, that was a terrible choice. Why are you bullying me into that? You said it yourself. I I was just, I, it was for content. Yeah, and you know what? I loved it. I loved everything about it. I didn't, I'm hoping I love our player-focused picks because that's always fun. Oh, yeah, so I got my player focus. I went very personal on both of these. I went Iowa Connect for both. So my power five, Charlie Jones. Um, I hurt my own feelings just saying that. Um, he has been great for Purdue. Never did that for Iowa. It's our fault, not his. Uh, I think he'll have a good game against Maryland. I think he's really crucial. Uh, and then my group of five, Shadrick Bird for Charlotte. They don't play this weekend. However, we worked together on a sports and technology class. He was in my group and he was very, very nice. And he deserves a shout out for being nice to me. Sounds great. Uh, Charlie Jones, heck of a receiver. I mean, I'm just everything for, I Purdue. wouldn't know. 
I wouldn't. Well, yeah. I, it still shocks me that Iowa's had NFL receivers get drafted there. I don't know how that's possible. But you know what? Charlie Jones, Cook. Uh, Jared Verse, Power 5, Florida State. You're going to be playing NC State. I believe Devin Leary got sacked three times this week. If Florida State can either match or outmatch that number, I think that they can win this game versus a stellar draft prospect, first-round edge prospect. He's been insane. If you remember that game against LSU, he was phenomenal. And then going to the group of five, one of the favorite teams of America, it's Meet Meet Nation, the UTSA Roadrunners. They're going to be playing Western Kentucky, a Western Kentucky team that can score. So if UTSA, which they definitely can outgun them, if they want to outgun them, they're going to have to get the ball into Corey and Clark's hands. My gosh, he is dynamic. That wide receiver core for UTSA, we know it's amazing, but he's really stepped up to take that WR, not really one, because we know Zachary Franklin is also insane, but he's really taken a lot of that production on his hands. And this would just be another stellar game. In his last two games, he's got 17 receptions, 356 yards, three touchdowns. I don't expect him to slow down. Very nice, very nice. Uh, for me, I chose Adrian Martinez, quarterback, Kansas State. Um, see that face that Lucy's making? That's why people have been playing on his name, and he has been balling. He has Kansas State hooping. I think they're going to um, – I picked them to challenge for the Big 12 at the start. I think they can. Going into Ames is never easy. Um, so, we'll see what he does. And I picked – Tank Dale from Houston, because for the love of God, somebody please get him the ball <laughs> in any way possible. Put him up, line him up at quarterback. I don't care. Get him the ball. You're losing. Figure it out, please. I mean, look, Adrian Martinez. Y'all played on his name. 9 a.m. is still one of the best nicknames in the sport. I think that <laughs> nickname's so sick. 9 a.m. is really cool. Uh, I'm going with Washington State linebacker, Dayon Henley. He's the star linebacker for this Wazoo defense. It's his first year with the Cougs on the Palouse. He began his career way back in the day as a wide receiver at Nevada. Um, now look at this. He's an L.A. kid that's getting the chance to play against SC. You know that this kid who played at Crenshaw High School probably had dreams of playing at SC, playing in the Coliseum. Here's your opportunity. He's had 44 total tackles, nine outputs, lost four sacks, intercepted two forced fumbles. This athletic specimen, this freak, has emerged as one of the best linebackers in college football, NFL draft uh, possibilities now. A lot of people starting to talk about him. And then my group five FCS guy will go FCS, will go William and Mary. Sophomore QB from the Bronx, Darius Wilson. He led William and Mary to a win at Charlotte earlier this year against that atrocious Charlotte secondary that I could have racked up 300 receiving yards on. But nonetheless, Darius Wilson caught my eye. He's a lefty. So much fun to watch. 71 for 108, 963 pass yards, some touchdowns, three interceptions. Yes, I wrote those down because I can't remember numbers. And he adds dynamic rushing ability. He's just a playmaker that's only getting better and better. Here's a bold prediction. Darius Wilson starting for an FBS team in 2023 season. I think he's that good. Uh, I would keep your eyes on him. I think that kid is really, really good. Yeah, one piece of a dynamic Washington State defense. Indeed, we can make our game picks now, and we're starting with Tennessee and the LSU. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee on this one. Um, I've been dealing with a lot of like personal conflict in the fact that I am choosing to buy into Tennessee. That's something that I don't feel personally comfortable with. However, 
The alternative is buying into Brian Kelly, and I would rather die than do that. So Tennessee. <laughs> the old Brian Kelly quote has to come up there. Execution. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we kind of got off on Brian Kelly. Like he was that first game was not impressive. I think the team's a little bit better. The fact that this is a two point spread is shocking to me. It makes me scared to touch Tennessee with this game. At the end of the day, Vegas, if you get me, you got me. I'm taking Tennessee by 20. By 20, I'm taking LSU. All right. I mean, look, I think that there's a good chance I regret the pick. Uh, That line is scary. I'll take Tennessee, who has Alabama on deck, and they're missing key pieces, and Adam's right. LSU's going to win, but I just picked Tennessee. So I'm in too deep. It's way too late. Uh, this is not something. Made this mistake last week, Liam, with TCU. Don't do it again. I make this uh, mistake all the time. I'm used to it. <laughs> this is what I like doing, I guess. Purdue, Maryland, a huge Big Ten clash. Some are saying this is the Big Ten game of the year. Who's saying that? Some people, <laughs> just some people somewhere. It might be where the Big Ten goes. Okay. Uh, I'm taking Purdue. It's officially October. That's when I give up on Maryland, as we all should. Purdue. I'm going to give up on Maryland when they give me a reason to give up on them. I love Maryland. I'm going Maryland as well. Yeah, I think Maryland just has too much offensive firepower. And I like the idea of Purdue getting let down after experiencing the highs of beating up on PJ Fleck. Now, see, that was just uncalled for. I understand that's a factual statement, but we didn't have to go there. We went there, buddy. It's okay, sport. We got Texas, Oklahoma on deck. Red River rivalry. Well, if I could pick both teams to lose, I would, um, but I can't. So I'm picking Oklahoma. I gave up on them too. Or no, no, I'm picking Texas to win. I'm giving up. Sorry, sorry. Worded that wrong. Uh, I wish I still had my mullet because then I would just say, you know, mullet man power. But you know what? He still got that power. Queen Ewers, Texas. Mullets are elite. Texas by 50. Okay, I can't believe 14. Adam just picked Texas. That was, that <laughs> wow, was completely unbiased, I swear. I mean, I'm going to take the team with the pulse, so hook them. <laughs> now, we're finally picking an FCS game. Number six, Delaware. Number 16, William & Mary. This is a rivalry that dates way back to 1915 when Delaware won that game 93-0. I don't know if anyone has them winning this game by that much, but Delaware, William & Mary. Sounds like an Iowa offensive performance. I am taking William & Mary. Uh, Delaware beat up on him last year. I love a revenge game. Give me the narrative. Both teams have an FBS win. Delaware took down Navy. William and Mary took down an awful Charlotte team. I'm going to take Delaware here. I'm very impressed with them this year. I'm going to go William and Mary as well. Yeah, I like Johnny Buchanan on um, Delaware a lot, linebacker. Bodybuilder, too. I think he's an aspiring bodybuilder. So that's something interesting in the college football landscape right now. But I went with William and Mary. Uh, Delaware leads this rivalry 25 to 18. They've won two straight. Just give us William and Mary. I, I, both these teams are so good, though. About time we're picking an FCS game. I hate getting shut down every time when I try and say <laughs> we got to pick FCS ball. Finally, we're here. Now we're going out west. Utah, UCLA in front of 27 screaming and roaring Bruins fans. I'm going Utah on this. I, I just don't know why we've convinced ourselves that UCLA is a good team. 
Um, maybe that's because they beat Washington, who beat a garbage Michigan State team, but that's fine. I'm always going to push my anti-Pac-12 narrative. I apologize, but Utah. We all have some sort of a narrative. I also have an anti-Michigan State narrative, so it works out beautifully. I'm going to take Utah here. They're a battering ramp. UCLA on a high after a good win against Washington. I just think Utah is going to obliterate this conference for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think Utah's on a mission. I'm going with Utah. Hmm. Interesting. I'm remembering all this. I'm remembering all of this. <laughs> yep, remember this just like how you said Missouri State was yeah. going to beat Arkansas. Beat them for like three quarters, but hey. Unfortunately, I'm, we play fourth quarter. Yeah, we do, but hey, look, last week I said, I told UCLA fans, like, yo, if you're at the game, you got to give us a good roar on Washington's third play of the game. Washington knew it was coming. They called a timeout right before their third play of the game. That's all I'm saying. If if we fail to do that again, fan base doesn't show up. I'm playing both sides so that I always come out on top. Give me the youths. You didn't think I was really going to believe in UCLA, did you? No, but the fact that you're saying, oh, I'm going to play both sides, at least just act like you're not. I have to. Like, I, I respect it. I respect myself. it. Like, Lucy is 100% right. You can't convince yourself to go in and believe in a UCLA team. Like, this is what they do. Every UCLA fan, we're all feeling like super down. Yeah, we're going to get smoked by Washington. We win. We all believe this is where the whole letdown comes. Believe in your was, team, Leo. Belief doesn't exist, man. I did. Wow. Period. <laughs> Western Kentucky, UTSA, a phenomenal game. This is a phenomenal mascot matchup. Are you kidding me? Hilltoppers, Roadrunners. Give me the Roadrunners. They're great at home. Matchup that we saw last year in the Conference USA title game. Western Kentucky is not the same team. UTSA is pretty close to the same team. Obviously, some key defensive losses. I love UTSA here. I think they can score 50-plus on this team. I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to go with Austin Reed and Western Kentucky. Yeah, I think UTSI wins our third straight in the series. Um, if Western Kentucky kind of do it last year with a historic offense with Sappy and Stearns and Kitley at OC, I just don't see it happening. Three-head monster at receiver for UTSA. They got an orchestrator at the highest level of quarterback and Frank. Harris, UTSA is just too good. They don't got enough respect. Meep, meep. Meep. And then we're we're going to Vegas for BYU Notre Dame, which it's gross. I don't know. It's a big game for God. Um, However, this game is in Vegas and that's Satan's country. Give me the Mormons. Uh, I'm going to take the upset pick here. I don't know what the betting odds are in this. I'm going to take Notre Dame. Notre Notre Dame's Dame's favorite by like four. You pull the wheel. I'm going to take Notre Dame here. I think that they're the better team. BYU struggled to pull away from Utah State last week. Utah State also just lost Logan Bonner, who really wasn't performing well, obviously. You know, hope he recovers. I, I like this Notre Dame team. Their defense is great. I think that their offense looks better under Drew Pine. I'm going to take the Fighting Irish here. I don't know how you think Notre Dame is a better team than BYU, but I'm going to take I BYU. Think, I think BYU is pretty dang overrated. I think we're neglecting the fact that Andrew Strew just muttered the words, I really like this Notre Dame team. I love their defense, and I think their offense has improved over the last few weeks. Played UNC. <laughs> I, you know, you play who's on the schedule, Liam. 
Yeah, and they're playing BYU, and this is a massive statement game for Jaron Hall. <laughs> the BYU is the better team. If I get Dodd, I get Dodd, but I have to take BYU. It's also a massive statement game for Marcus Freeman. This could be his statement win as the Notre yeah, Dame head coach. That doesn't fit the Liam narrative here. It's a massive statement game for Jaron Hall. Oh, next careful. up, next up, Florida State, NC State. Really looking forward to this game. Mm-hmm. I am too. Uh, I'm picking Florida State on this one. I feel like we are on the verge of NC State, NC stating their season. I don't think Clemson was that game. I think this is that game. They'll fuck it up. I like Florida State. Uh, I think Florida State was a little high on themselves going into that Wake Forest game. I think NC State has the defense to neutralize Florida State's offense. I'm going to take NC State in a very close game. Give me Florida State. I like Jordan Travis. Um, I think they got they got they got they got humbled, like you said. I think it was a wake up call. They're, they're gonna figure it out, bounce back. I was going to pick NC State, and then Lucy spoke about the NC State collapse. And then in the back of my brain, it clicked. Big game boomer picked NC State to be a playoff team. So I'm picking can, Florida State. I'm changing my mind. Yes. <laughs> you could give me Florida State. I'm switching to Florida State. And Drew, sir, if you're on board, I'm, too, I'm, come I'm on changing over. my pick. That is the universal jinx. Yeah, that is. There's no way I'm signing with it. I have to pick FSU. We're going into a really fun game on Friday. It could decide the Maryland West West Division. It's our group five slash FCS game of the week. The high-flying running rebels of UNLV and San Jose State Spartans. Oh, I'm taking San Jose State here. UNLV hasn't. This is the first time they've been good in a hot minute. I trust experience. Give me San Jose State. I agree with the San Jose State experience. UNLV started off a little slow last week, last week and I just can't talk today. I'm going to take San Jose State in a close one at home. I'm going to go with Liam's uh, UNLV. Liam's UNLV. Yeah, that's your team, isn't it? I I picked UNLV in our worst record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going well. That's your team, isn't it? I, I mean, I love watching Doug Brumfield and everything. It's my uncle's favorite team, so let's go Uncle Kenny. <laughs> let's go UNLV. I'll pick, I'll pick the Ryan Rebels. I'll side with Uncle Kenny. I just think they have too much offensive firepower. And now bring us to – TCU Kansas is our power five game of the week. I don't think anybody with a pulse expected us to utter those words. If he told you week six power five game of the week, TCU Kansas college game days going there. You heard that in like the summer you were probably, I don't know what you have done, but. I have to go Kansas here just because that's what my heart is telling me. That is what this country needs right now. TCU is a Dallas school and you don't have that soft spot for anything in Dallas. So give me Kansas. That's my uh, just straight up, just because that's what my heart and the world needs. I'm sorry, Adam. That was, uh, damn. <laughs> I can't catch a break this show. I'm not going to lie. I love this Kansas team. I think that they're dynamic. I think last week was a fluke. I think they're going to be able to put up points, but the, absolute speed that TCU brings the coaching that Sonny Dykes brings. I understand Lance Leipold is doing an amazing job at Kansas. Sonny Dykes is doing an amazing job at TCU as well. I love the consistency I get with TCU. I worry about that a little bit with Kansas. I'm going to take TCU here in a high scoring matchup. There's going to be more points in this game than Texas, Oklahoma. Wait, 
Will won the team score 62 before Aaron Judge hit 62. So that's the only estimate. Actually, uh, I need to interrupt you. We are actually going to an at-bat right now. Uh, and oh, he just got intentional. <laughs> so now we're good. He got intentionally walked. You're a He's terrible good. person, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not something I knew, but I didn't know. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Fun fact, Aaron Judge is in Dallas right now. My Rangers. That, that makes me want to pick him. It's not a fun fact. <laughs> it's just a fact. It's nothing fun. Uh, I'm going to ride with the hometown team, TCU. Uh, they got too much speed. I like Sonny Dykes. Um, great person. I met him before. So, one with TCU. Represent uh, Dallas. Yeah. I'm also going with Sonny. Met him, too. Yeah, we go way back. Just best, best buzz, everything. No, I actually legit, though, I am going with TCU. I've been saying for a while. Lance, he's playing a dynasty mode on NCAA 14, and he's playing on freshman. And this might be a game where one of his buddies says, like, yo, play on varsity or, or Heisman. Like, you got to try and, like, play good competition. He might get dodged, and you might restart the console and want to give it another go. Taking TCU. I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry because Kansas is such a good story and everything. And now I'm the villain for no reason. Yeah, you guys you know, are all bad guys, bad people for sure. Bad. You know, you know what they say. It's always sunny in Dallas. Nobody says that. You're killing me, man. You're killing me. In the show, Liam. In the show. <laughs> Wilson <laughs> had and Drewster had a miserable performance today. I gotta say, <laughs> two out of ten. Two out of ten. I, I thought that one was worthy of a four at least. It actually wasn't bad. I it wasn't guess. bad for you. It was good. Uh, well, thanks. Saying relative to my other garbage content, was that a play on "Is Always Sunny in Philadelphia"? I don't know if you've seen this show. I don't know. <laughs> yes, that was the funny. Oh, I, I was hoping it was. You never know with him. He just he just talks. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's true. Right. He said he, he, he just said yeah. Like he just he just said the hot and bowl. What is that? It was hot in the cotton bowl. They have to take us back down that road. But that'll, that'll do it for our week six preview. A big chaos. But really appreciate you, Lucy. Really appreciate you uh, helping us make this a really fun and funny show because it's not always chaotic and funny. Uh, but, yeah, really appreciate you and your time. No, thank you guys for having me. You know I live for the chaos. And the punting. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, we all do. We all do. Mm -hmm. Of course. Still, he's not What's even he on doing? camera. I don't know. If you're still I'm struggling to get up, I'm not going to be an athlete. Come on. If I was an athlete, I would probably play for the Northwestern. Play for the Northwestern. <laughs> I don't know, oh, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm but... to call those guys athletes, but okay. Yeah, the fine Reese Davises. Come on, come on. <laughs> Thank you again, though, for if you're still watching, whatever this is, really appreciate you. Again, please make sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. That, yep. Thank you again to Lucy. Make sure to follow her on TikTok and the Twitters and any other social media that she has. We'll have her Twitter on the screen. It's going to have been up here for the whole hour. So if you haven't followed, what are you doing? What are you still doing watching? We're up on out here. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you.